Managing Director, Senior Analyst, FinTech Equity Research at Mizuho Securities USA. So glad you're with us because you have been the one who called the win on Square and many others. Um, I think that you clearly watch trends of consumers and what it is about certain elements within FinTech. And I saw you have mostly buys and two neutrals in our chat that we're gonna have today. But what are some broad-based late trends that you've been seeing? Yeah, I think, hey, Nicole, um, always great to be on your show. Um, so, so look, the, the big trends that we're seeing and, and, and what you're seeing in payments today is that basically, you know, what we were worried about has actually happened, which is, you know, some of the legacy names like Global Payments, we, which for a long time we thought were losing share, you're starting to see that in the numbers, right? So I think some of those, there's some merited concerns like Global Payments, uh, GPN is losing share, but there's some unmerited concerns like Fiserv is down. Uh, that's because of miscommunication. They have Clover. Clover is bigger than than Square. It's bigger than Toast. They're growing faster than Square, and yet the company is down. So I think there's some kind of dissonance in in the markets. But overall, you're seeing kind of the consumer trends and the share losses in in some of those names uh, starting to kind of filter through and express themselves in the stocks. Mm-hmm. And I also, um, you know, we're showing the the comp charts there. Are seeing a difference between how younger people behave and the trends and the way that they use these um, fintech using apps, using the cash part portion of Square, for example, as you always noted, um, different actions by younger folks versus people who are older. What are some of the trends that you see there? Exactly. So you're hitting the nail on the head, right? So you're having some trends like you know, the cash app, people are using that. That's Square. That's what we're so bullish on Square, right? Because a lot of people use the cash app to transact. They use it for P2P. And now that they bought Afterpay, they're going to use it for buy now, pay later. So buy now, pay later is a massive trend as well. And and again, if, if you know, we wanted to talk about Visa a little bit, one of the reasons that the Visa stock is underperforming is because some of it are concerns that the buy now, pay later trend, which the younger people are using, is actually you know, biting into some of the traditional credit usage, which, you know, older people or more affluent people are using. So I think there's some of those concerns. Uh, I think a lot of it is unmerited, but some of those concerns are, are what you're seeing in the stocks right now. So it's absolutely that point. A lot of it are secular growth concerns that are emerging out of these trends of buy now, pay later, the fintech apps, et cetera, et cetera. Why a neutral on Coinbase? So it's a good question. I mean, this one has been, uh, you know, a stock that's just been performing really well. Our worry on Coinbase is that at the end of the day, they are an exchange, right? And they're making too much money. The spreads or the fees that they're actually collecting from investors or, you know, people who are buying cryptocurrencies on Coinbase, I think over time are going to come down dramatically. If you think about the spreads that some of the institutional operators are paying, those are single digits basis points. So it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent. The average consumer is paying, you know, 150 or 200 basis points. That's almost 2% in terms of, you know, the fee to transact to buy and sell cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, other companies like Robinhood are offering it for free. So I think eventually they're making too much money and their spreads are going to start coming down. And that's our main fear on Coinbase. It's just you're going to see the same thing you saw with, you know, some of the, you know, equity exchanges as, as fees uh, kind of contracted over time. 
Yeah, and I know Square reports later this week, you have 255.04 here, you have PayPal next week, 231.28, also a buy. What are you going to be looking for within those key names? Um, I guess you would buy them here and hold on to them as until they get closer to your targets? Absolutely. So we have a buy on both. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very bullish on Square as always. You know, Square is our favorite topic every time we meet on your show. And, and I think what Square is, makes Square really, really interesting is this heading into 2022, they're going to integrate Afterpay, which is Australia's biggest uh, buy now, pay later operator, with huge engagement in the U.S. And what you're going to start seeing is that they're going to start closing the loop. I mean, I can tell you that I just Actually, just on Friday, I went for some ice cream here on 2nd Avenue. And for the first time ever, I actually saw the Square Terminal and a call to action to pay, a QR code to pay with the uh, Cash App, right? This is the first time I see this. So that's really like a de facto example of how they're going to be closing the loop and actually creating their own closed loop system. I think for PayPal, the sentiment right now isn't great, right? They tried to buy Pinterest. They backed out of it because investors didn't like it. There's concerns about the e-commerce um, slowdown. All of this is valid, but at the end of the day, Nicole, PayPal is an amazing company, 400 million uh, users, 30 million merchants. It's kind of like that third pure play e-com network um, that, you know, in, in addition to Visa and MasterCard, and I think that it's invaluable. It's not very easy to displace. And I think a lot of these worries are going to be forgotten very soon.